Welcome to the Sports Desk on your Friday afternoon. Sam and Hennett back with you again. Uh, it's nice to be on Friday's afternoon for a change in 2023. Um, Sam, I'm joined with Jason, Adam and Jerry for this Friday afternoon. Big show, lots of things to cover. Uh, can't wait to get into it. We'll go straight into the hot topics uh, we will get into the cricket in Seg 2, so congratulations to the Aussies. Uh, we'll get back in, into that in a little bit, but straight off the news, um, big announcements this week uh, with the Socceroos and Matildas um, being announced that they'll play in Melbourne um, uh, in the next couple of weeks. So the Subway Socceroos will return home to Australia for the first time since their history-making feats uh, at the FIFA World Cup in 2022. They will host Ecuador at Combat Stadium in Sydney on Friday the 24th of March at 8pm and Marvel Stadium in Melbourne on Tuesday the 28th of March at 7.30 as part of a two-match Welcome Home series. So that's really good that we get to uh, see, see them here after the amazing campaign last year. Uh, to think that it was last year and so long ago, it's <laughs> just breeze past, but um, such a good highlight and... Um, we don't get to see the Socceroos play that much, especially even here. So uh, very exciting about that. And then, of course, the Matildas will play a send-off match uh, against uh, world number five France in a send-off match at Marvel <laughs> Stadium on the 14th of July. So good to see some games. Um, love, lovely thoughts. Um, interesting, though, maybe Matthew Leckie might not be available for that, but we'll see Ooh. what what um, other players they'll bring over because mm. m- maybe they might select a different squad because it is local and just a friendly, whereas I don't know how likely we are going to see Harry Suter when it's <laughs> crunch yeah. time in the Premier League, so probably not. Um, what, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, it's kind of funny uh, calling a send-off game for the Matildas when they're uh, hosting the tournament. So yeah. it's one of those kind of <laughs> unique scenarios, like we're sending you off to Sydney and the Gold Coast, apparently. <laughs> so yep. enjoy the uh, hour-and-a-half train trip, plane trip. But yeah, no, it's a fantastic time, especially like we're seeing how popular the girls' game is growing. Like I think some of the, some of the tickets are just um, going like so fast. A lot of the games are sold out, so it's going to be uh, come on time when the uh, world, when the beautiful game is down here, the biggest tournament. It's going to be uh, very exciting times. I'm also uh, touching on the Socceroos. Uh, we're versing the Poms, aren't we, uh, in a little bit? Yes, did mention that um, on Monday. Uh, that is so exciting. October, we play mm. a friendly at Wembley. Wembley. Oh, the most sacred That's place. a big um, stage. I mean, for anyone like to sponsor me to, to Wembley, that would be really nice because yeah. that would be a bucket list game to go. Um, there's not many times we get to play England, and yeah. especially at Wembley, mm. um, would be an amazing, amazing thing. So, big times for the Socceroos. Exciting times around. The, the World Cup's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be a quick four years before we get to the next one. We're gonna see a lot of names on some waiting lists for tickets. I think in this studio here exactly. for games maybe, like this, maybe. Um, also in the news, um, the Melbourne Storm kicked off their run. Uh, the NRL season kicked off last night. Uh, they have kept their round one record alive with an epic 16-12 golden point win over Parramatta. 
uh, to start the season. So I think it's something like there's a 10 or 20 seasons where they've not lost round one. So impressive. Um, so very good to them, Melbourne Storm. Uh, but one unlucky thing for them, uh, Cameron Munster, they hope, is available for round two despite having a uh, surgery a likely surgery to fix a compound dislocation on his finger. So <laughs> they are not good uh, for Say that again, one. compound fracture yeah. or dislocated C- com- finger? Compound dislocation of com- his finger. Compound dislocation. Okay, so right. I'm guessing that's his knuckles popped out over yep. the top. Oh. Yeah. They uh, breed him Painful. tough in the league. They breed him tough in the league for sure. Um, that reminds me of a funny story. It wasn't a compound one, but I did in my first training um, – Last year or the year before when I joined pub footy, my first training, first time kicking the ball in ages, I dislocated my finger. And and how did that happen from kicking? The the motion of kicking it. It was the last kick of training and it was a low ball and I put my hands out. It was never going to stop this ball and it's just gone like that Um, my finger back. Finger breaker. Okay, no, that's a very plausible dislocation there, isn't it? (laughs) Enough about me. (laughs) Okay, Um, tell us stories. We'll have a story time with Sam (laughs) segment starting from next week. Shall we, Adam and Jerry? Exactly. Doesn't have to be... Doesn't all have to be professional football or professional sport. We're also happy to touch on the grassroots. He's uh, blushing a little bit bit too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also in the news this week, AFL 23 has been announced. The new video game, exciting, uh, for an April 13th release, I'm pretty sure. Yes, indeed. April 13th was the release date that we had sought. And we were very lucky here at the sports desk because we, uh, if at the footy festival, grand Mm. final week, if you're interested, uh, Adam and Jerry, is we got uh, Sam himself actually got to speak with the CEO of Big the Ant Ants. Studios, Ross Ooh. Simons. And uh, uh, what what were they breaking down in the pr- official press release, Sam? Because we will add on to what a conversation we had with him during that yeah, time. What so, do we have? Uh, featuring the fully licensed 2023 AFL Premiership and AFLW competitions, over 30 detailed stadiums, um, uh, key features incorporate over 1,200 players across AFL and AFLW with motion-captured animation, photorealistic likeness, in-depth skills, and unique player traits powered by champion data. Mm. Um, and then there's a few things, too, um, about um, some with the management and tactics of being developed by AFL coaches. So this is going to be the most authentic, in-depth AFL game that we've ever had. To support Sam's uh, points that he had just read out there, when we got to have our conversation with Ross Simons back in September, again, this is around the footy festival period of grant final week, he did also confirm that uh, every AFL player and in the and AFLW player had been scanned in 3D for this game. And uh, to uh, support the 30 licensed stadiums announcement, uh, a direct quote we got from Simons was, you will see the stadiums in the game before they are built. So in the for the example of Geelong, they knew the plans. We know what they're going to do. You will actually play with the stand complete, not under construction. <laughs> and also in that interview there, Sam was also talking about, uh, asked a point on esports and they talked and a direct quote we had from Simons was esports are a big part of what we do there's no doubt AFL will be an esport it's a matter of coming coming down to getting the numbers that make it viable so mm. it's interesting to see so once the game is released it'd be interesting to see how the progression of the uh, fan support and how the numbers go in mm. in the game and how popular it becomes Will it become a viable esport down the line? And that's an interesting mm. point, isn't it, Sam mm. and Adam? Mm. Definitely, definitely interesting. All right, well, we better keep moving on on the sports test this afternoon. When we come back, we'll talk about the wonderful effort by the Aussies against India. Of course, we've got the AFL practice games to talk about this weekend. And, of course, the A-League EPL 
FA Cup, and of course, we can't leave out Jason's ice hockey. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hardest thing to keep up with, but hey, like I said, the challenge is still down. I want you three to discover a brand new sport for yourself as well. Oh. So that's all coming up on the Sports Desk on this Friday afternoon on Sin. The QR Friday, I'm in love on the Sports Desk on your Friday afternoon. And don't we love sports, Sam? Oh, we do, we do. And on a Friday's <laughs> in an afternoon spot. So if you just tuned in, go with these guys. You're still struggling to say this? afternoon. I feel like you're almost about to say morning every time. I, I know, it's it's very close. But uh, loving the new kind of afternoon. We're closer to kickoff times now. So, oh, And we can mean we can review the sports that has been done today, including an amazing effort by the Aussies. So appropriate now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everything in between, it has happened. We have won a test match in India. And I, for one, will admit I was wrong. On Monday, I talked down our chances to leave us being no hopers and just hoping that we didn't get whitewashed. But the Aussies have done it with a magnificent nine-wicket win over India at the Holkar Stadium in Indore. It's just... Outstanding. The, the spinners, the best, not really the best one, but the spinners, like, I think Mish Kuhneman is shaping himself up to be the next national hero. Because, like, a first performance of 5 for 16 in your second or third match, that is just insane. That is just amazing. But my emotional rant aside, let's go through a little match report to see who it, for people who didn't watch the game, they can kind of get kept in the loop with it. So it was the Indians who, uh, funnily, I mean, given how the game went, they might have regretted their choice, but they won the toss, signed to bat first. And to say it did not go well is uh, an understatement. Virat Kohli was a top scorer. The man, the myth, King Kohli, with only 22. As the as uh, host, got knocked out for 109. But uh, as I said before, Mitch Kuhneman was the cheap instigator of their collapse. 5 for 16. Impressive all round. Up next was the Aussies, who uh, had the chance to extend their innings and um, basically, basically have the whole day and more to kind of bat and kind of take themselves into the first day with a commanding lead. They did okay. I guess. Uh, Ultimate Kwaja, top score of 60 in the first innings. Aussies had a lead of 98 heading at the close of the, the close of halfway through the game. Not too bad, not too bad. But uh, it'd be a taste of history repeating itself. Uh, the second innings basically was um, copy and paste of what the first thing was like. Uh, Chesford Pajara offered the only resistance for the host with 59 of about 130. As uh, they were knocked out for 159, so not even sub- again failing to surpass the Aussies' first inning total of 178. Not great. But he was the goat, Gaza. Eight for 64. Nice, Gary! Exactly. If he doesn't have a statue outside the SCG by the time he's retired, I will be causing a riot down Moore Street, that is for sure. But just thrilling, honestly. Murphy chipped in with a couple in first. And, yeah, honestly, you, I, yeah, I feel for the selectors who have to choose between Kuhneman, Lyon, and Murphy when it comes to um, the Ashes in England. Because, obviously, it won't be viable to play three three spinners in England just because they're different pitches. But, yeah, um, all around, India got knocked out for 159. That left the Aussies 89 for the win. 78 for the win, should I say. On, we cruised home. Only one down. Travis Head stopped scoring with 49. And uh, now I'm going to throw it to my fellow cricket fanatic, Jerry. How do you uh, rate the Aussies' performance? Well, I'm pretty wrapped because on Monday we're saying they're down and out, 4 nil whitewash. But, mate, Kuhneman, Lyon, those two next um, tests can do some more damage. So. The dynamic trio, I think. It's just kind of, yeah, it's kind of, that's been the one positive is that we, there hasn't been a case where we've actually been really blown out of the water when it comes to batting. I think India, uh, across the three tests, I think India made like, I think it was like 380, 400 in their first dig, in the first innings of the first test. But since then, we've been bowling them out or restricting them to under like 250 a lot of times. 
it's just a case that we can't we haven't been out of bat really the whole case. Mm. But it's a very it's exciting times from a spinning perspective. Yeah, and also with um, I think it was Gaz's leg side um, one of his balls against Pajaro. Oh, that that season season's catch catch from Smith. That was oh. just incredible. He was moving left, and then he somehow had the reflexes to d- quickly dive right, and yeah, that pretty much won us the game. I reckon. I'm not much of a scientist, but I think he might have broke one law of physics then. But kind of like just kind of shoving his weight the opposite way he was going. But yeah, it's just absolutely amazing. And uh, with that, um, with that victory, the Aussies have secured their place in the Test World Championship final, which, funnily enough, will be against India. But it won't be, uh, won't be in New Delhi, won't be at Eden Gardens. It'll be on neutral territory at Lords in a uh, in a couple of months. And it's going to shape for a very interesting condition because it'll be the first ever time Australia and India played on neutral surfaces. And if you think about it, the Aussies are. Ne- I mean, we're not strong in, in, in on um, Indian Indian surfaces, and we haven't been that fantastic on England surfaces in a long time. So honestly, it'd be very interesting um, where where it's all going to be, and will the teams actually change that much? Yeah, I think more so with um, the bowlers like Starkey or Cummins. That's where and it's going to play a big role if they're going to play free quicks or you know mix up with two spinners if Kuhneman steps up. Last oh, exactly. Because yeah, you don't have to be choose between Stark, Cummings, Hazelwood, prop Bolin. Can't forget Bolin. Morris, if they want just someone who's a bit crazy with the pace, be quicker like Joffre Archer. Exactly. Then you have uh, then you have uh, Cam Green, and then you have like the three spinners. So you have got nine bowlers for eleven spots. A bit hard for George Bailey. Yeah, oh, exactly. Someone's gonna uh, someone's gonna get their heart broken. That's for sure. <laughs> but no, I think it shapes up. It's just kind of. I feel like they've been a revitalization of the team now. It's kind of like we've got belief. We can play, and the confidence is going to take them so far now. And yeah, I think uh, for one, I'm massively looking forward. My sleep schedule isn't looking forward to it, but I'm looking forward to the Ashes this year. I think, it's just, especially the way that Basball is playing. Talking about England, uh, did we check out the England versus um, uh, New Zealand yeah. test? What a finish! One run, one, one run. Edgy safe stuff. Uh, Neil Wagner, what a legend! But I think Joe Root might be crying his pillow for how we burnt um, Harry Brooks in him with the run out. Like I think that cost him the match. After that, it was just disaster. Yeah, it was a bit of a. Break, break that down for me, please. How massive of a ramification was? It cost them the game, you're claiming. Mm. How how bad was it for a, for a move to be, like that to be made? Uh, the run out, uh, for a bit of people who have been in touch with the game, Harry Brook is basically one of the best batsmen in world cricket, especially from a test match perspective. I think the innings before he scored about 180 or something like that, like something absolutely ridiculous. Best player of their tour, especially in the, the um, New Zealand grounds, are uh, quite small. A lot smaller than, let's say, Aussie pitchers. So they do reward aggressive batting a lot more than, let's say, the MCG does or the SCG does. Just because of dimensions, especially when you want to hit a slight mid-wicker, so you want to hit on the onside, the boundaries tend to be quite tiny. And that's why I've been seeing, like, I mean, England have been playing very aggressive around the cricket across the world, but especially here, like, they've been going out, like, nearly 6, 7, 8 and over, which has never been seen in Test cricket before. Like, traditionally, it's, like, more than 2, 3 runs and over, but they've gone up to, like, 8, 9. It's just ridiculous. But yeah, I think um, we've all had. I think the audience have had enough of my little rants about cricket. I could go on all <laughs> it's day, worth it though. But it is the sports desk. It is not the cricket desk. That is for sure. No, it's not. But it's time for some basketball. Very nice. Very nice. I think it was magnificent. Oh, he's just dunked. in time, but either or, we've still got a lot of basketball to break down. What are we talking, NBL, NBA, what are we NBA. Got? Okay, so we'll go through a few of the results from today. So the Wizards uh, defeated the Raptors 119-108. to 
Mavericks uh, defeated the 76ers 133 to 126. Spurs over the Pacers 110 to 99. And the Warriors and the Clippers. Uh, 115 to 91 for them. And just some interesting, if you want to pick out some interesting games to look out to this weekend in the NBA. So uh, the Suns against the Chicago Bulls, KD, Kevin Durant, his second game for the Suns. Um, he started off pretty well yesterday, dropping 23 with six rebounds and three assists in his debut and played 27 minutes. He's been um, under the spotlight per se um, with... NBA legends Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal calling him out for the trade saga, and you know he's stepped yeah. up so far. So he's not the most loyal person going around, is he? And all that, like the way he left the Thunder, and then the way he left the Warriors, and then the way he left the Nets, and now he's basically disrupted from like big three to big three to big three. It's a little bit sketchy. Like you go from the Warriors, where he won everything with Thompson and Curry, then he's gone from the big three in Brooklyn with Harden and Curry. And even, like, you have Griffin, and they should have done a lot better than they had. And now he's gone, like, with the likes of um, Booker and Paul. I get he's so successful and all that, but there's just no loyalty with the guy. He's a hard guy to love. He's only won two chips, though, hasn't he? Exactly. So his strategy does work, but it's kind of like he's been successful, but it's kind of like he's morally successful. It's kind of it's a bit interesting. I think that's what makes the NBA kind of so unique and American sports is a bit of a phenomenon. That you do see players changing teams two, three times a season, like it's nothing. Or you see them staying for like one seat, one playoff run, and they mean like, yeah, we'll we'll be right, we'll be I, off. I for one, I'm glad that doesn't happen here. I th- I think loyalty is important, and I think a mm. lot of Aussies respect royalty, uh, loyalty, not royalty. Tune in to represent for the views and opinions of royalty. So some games this weekend that's worth looking out for. Ooh, it's a tough one. I reckon the Celtics and Nets, um, just because. Boston right now, they're on fire. Are we calling that the uh, Kyrie Irving derby now? No, oh, <laughs> could be, yeah. Well, he's just two former teams. Two so. of his former sides of this round. <laughs> so that's tomorrow at 11.30. Mm. Any else for the weekend? Uh, the Suns and Bulls, obviously, with KD. Got to yeah. watch with that. Nuggets and Grizzlies. Ja Morant showdown mm. against um, Nikola Jokic. And Warriors and Pelicans, and the race of the uh, the race of the playoffs is also kind of really done get quite narrow. Like in the uh, in the East Conference, there's only two or three games between teams being in the playoffs or having to go through the play-in or missing out whatsoever. And in the West, it's uh, very similar: two, three games. Especially uh, even LeBron. LeBron's in a bit of trouble at the moment. Lakers only 30, 30 wins, thirty three losses. Uh, he might be one of the goats of all time, but he's certainly not. Is pu- uh, the Lakers are certainly not putting in that goat performance throughout the season. So it's a bit of worrying times all around. So those games, uh, the Bulls and Suns tomorrow from lunchtime and the Warriors and Pelicans and Nuggets and Grizzlies are both tomorrow at 2 o'clock. We're going to come back home now and the NBA, uh, sorry, NBL Grand Finals, the best of three kickoff uh, tonight at 7.30, the Sydney Kings and the New Zealand Breakers. Uh, their game two is on Sunday at 4 o'clock and then game three, the final game, will be next Friday night at the same time. What are we feeling about the Sydney Kings and the uh, New Zealand Breakers? It's a bit of a trans-Hasman derby and all that. I don't think it's... Um, it's not exactly uh, Sydney versus, um, versus the, uh, oh, New Zealand. I think it's Australia versus New Zealand. But as Victorians, mm. I think our opinions of Sydney is probably a little bit biased. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the Sydney side is uh, my opinions on, but again, that would be a more political show. And this is sports. Um, so, but I reckon I'll go with the Kiwis because they really bottomed out last year. Like they had a really tough season finish on the bottom. The Kings, their high achievers are up there. Everybody. So, uh, I want to go for the underdog. I want to go for, like, they kind of, no one, I don't, I mean, 
NBL is my pick a sport, pick a league. But from what I'm seeing from the outside of looking in, to come from the bottom to take your team to nearly a chip is a bloody is a bloody good effort. Is a fantastic effort by the whole organisation as a whole. The ultimate question would be though: first two games, who takes them out? Oh, here we go. Well, Sound like you're on the Kiwi side. <laughs> I mean, not wrong there. The Kings have home court, home court advantage. So I think you have to fancy them. Um, you have to fancy them out in Olympic Park, out of Kudos. And I think yeah, home court advantages will be a big thing. Like they, they created a fantastic atmosphere this year, and they've proven they can do it. They've proven they can do it time and time again. So yeah, it's going to be a fantastic viewing, that's for sure. And definitely tune in if you can. Well, there you have it. There we go. Seven thirty tonight. When we come back, uh, the AFL practice matches are underway. A couple last night. Uh, it's half time in one of them now. St Kilda lead uh, to Essendon. We'll get into that, and then there's a couple tonight and tomorrow as we get ever closer to the AFL season. That's all coming up on the Sports Desk on this Friday afternoon on Sin. Everything, everything, doesn't pass on Sin on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. And it's time to get into the footy. Looming ever so closer to round one. It's coming. It's coming like a Tulu rising out of the sea. Who's been keeping up with the practice matches, everybody? I have. <laughs> it's good uh, to hear, Jerry. Uh, exactly. What are we going to be talking? Man. Results? Yeah, we'll go through the results. So Thursday it was Collingwood by six points um, over Hawthorne last night. Uh, just looking at some of the big key disposalers. Uh, J- J- Jordan DeGoey, 31 for him. James Warple, 30. Tom Mitchell, 28. And Giant Newcomb. Uh, looking at the goals, uh, Green kicked uh, three goals, two for Hawthorne and Mychek, two goals, three. Uh, Lipinski, uh, it says he's out. I don't know. If, I'm trying to think if he got an injury from that or something. Yeah, did his shoulder in a tackle. Yes, oh. two goals, that two for his... him. So, oh, that's a bit of a worry for Collingwood. Mm. Um, yeah, getting booked in for an MRI soon. Also, Jordan Degoe was uh, booked in for a dangerous tackle, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a sling tackle. Um, I don't know how to judge that. Like, his, Yeah, I reckon he could get a week or two maybe. It's not not what you want in yeah. a, a preseason game. Mm. Sling tackles. I thought we were past the chicken wing days. <laughs> oh, the Christian tackle. <laughs> That's a childhood memory and a half. Yeah. Uh, also, results: Fremantle uh, defeated Port Adelaide by thirty-one points, ninety-two to sixty-one. Uh, a few standouts from that game: uh, Brody thirty-six disposals for him. Uh, Angus Brayshaw thirty-six for him. Caleb Sarong thirty-two. Uh, Ollie Wines for Port Adelaide with 26 and Houston with 25. Goals, uh, Nat Fyre, three goals too, including a really nice one. Mm. Um, Tabana, two goals, one. Uh, Evans for Port Adelaide, two goals, one. Uh, any notable things from that game? I think that Fife goal, I wanted to touch on that because like, he just stole the ball off. Um, I don't know who he was tackling, but then he fended off one, snapped it through. I've never seen that like in my whole lifetime of footy, like, like just snatched it off and... Just how e- just it, how yeah. easy the made it look. Yeah, and he's playing what as a key forward this year, so it'll be interesting to see yeah. him and like Cochin and those blokes. Step I reckon up. a fully fit five could mean the Dockers are one of the scariest teams of the comp. I reckon they're definitely my kind of dark horse per se. Well, th- they will sting anyone that um, goes out at first elimination final in a while for them. So mm. I, d- I don't I don't expect them to them to go away. They'll be back up and about. Although they have there. they have done some interesting trades. Um, Losing big forward to oh, Bulldogs. Yeah, R- yeah Rory, Rory Lobby. Um, Griffin Logue to North Melbourne. And <laughs> Blake Akers to the Blues. So interesting <laughs> to see how they stay afloat. But if you reckon they're yeah. 
going to be still in contention. Um, Haw- look, Hawthorne didn't look so bad after their first walloping for Geelong the mm. week before. We don't need to talk about uh, the Cutters' uh, latest <laughs> Oh, no, we definitely do. We no, definitely no, no, do. no, 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 no. <laughs> didn't happen. I think uh, mistakes were made. Brisbane defeated Geelong uh, at uh, Brighton Homes Arena in uh, Queensland by 46 points, 13-13-91 to 6-9-45. Um, so. I said before the game, I, I said Brisbane are going to win this. To, to seek revenge... Uh, after it was a walloping prelim final last year. Hold on, Sam. What revenge? It's a pre-season game. Yeah, but any type of revenge is a good revenge. Uh, revenge, revenge in a nab cup. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a throwback. I don't know. I don't know. But players would be frustrated and, well, you've seen that. But they did very well. Lincoln McCarthy, two goals, two for him. Mm. Uh, Joe Danaher, two goals, one. Uh, including one bizarre one where he bananaed <laughs> it or something. Didn't need to do that. Uh, Bailey, two goals for him. Um, Darcy Fort, two for him. Disposals-wise, Dunkley, 31. Lockie Neal, 31. Will Ashcroft, uh, 26 for him. And Hugh McCuggage, 26. That's a scary quartet, isn't it? I mean, you got Dunkley, who's proven himself time and time again at the Dockers. Neal, who's just about the best player in the competition. And then Ashcroft coming in. And then McCluggage, who's being, whose star is getting brighter with every year. Do I say this Brisbane side looks scary? Mm, oh, exactly. Especially their midfield. I oh, mean, no. I've never been... Will co- it be time for the Lions this year? If it's not this year, they're done. Well, that's what they're banking <laughs> on. Yeah. Isn't the main commentary going about the Brisbane Lions right now that they are banking on going deep into finals and this is their moves that they're making to build a premiership side? Well, they have. And they've done an interesting move by signing extension to the coach as well. I think it's a further mm. two years on his contract. Yeah, Fagan, I think... I mean, scandals aside, I think he's definitely like on the pitch performances. I think he definitely deserved it. You can't, you can't doubt that. Hey, it's it. just, it's just interesting. But it's just, I feel like if I was a Brisbane fan, I'd be very frustrated because yes, they have been in finals and regular, but it just mm. doesn't seem. It seems like it's the same story every year, exactly. and they've been um, unable to crack the code. Um, but maybe some positive signs. But it's still only early on as we continue through the games. Uh, there is one currently right now. The third quarter, I think, has just begun. Mm. Or no, close to its halftime. Uh, St Kilda currently by 25 points, 6-2-38 to one We'll look at the midway stats this Who point. Who are they playing, Sam, St Kilda? Yes. They're playing Essendon. What did I say? I think I don't think you named him. <laughs> oh, sorry, St Kilda playing. St Kilda are playing Essendon currently, right? Oh, that's now. why I've saved the bombers' embarrassment. Yeah, well, n- not wrong, Adam. That's a valid. Yeah, point. maybe I shouldn't mention it. <laughs> uh, Higgins also, currently seven. Goodness me. Higgins currently two goals for them. Dan Butler one goal one, and Marshall goal for him. Uh, currently leading disposals at half time. Uh, mm. Crouch eighteen, um, and doing well for Essendon Ridley. On 17, but we'll see where that goes. We can't really talk more about that because it's midway through. But tonight, um, I am very excited about this one. 7, 10 p.m. Um, from Blacktown International Sports Park. It's the Sydney Swans and the Carlton Blues. Interesting, interesting. Now, they've rested a few uh, before the first game, um, including Cripps and Mackay, so we won't see mm. them. But we'll see a lot of some of the new guys tonight. Um, and, I mean, these are the games to test so, these players. So, so Chris has uh, pulled up okay from that. I think there was an ankle concern throughout the week. Yep, they haven't really said anything, so I assume it's nothing. 
Uh, well. that, that's a, a slight bit of hopefulness in the voice there. No, no I, I feel like there would have been definitely talk if, if it was worse than that. So I think oh, exactly. he is clear. Um, so excited for that. Look, big test for the Blue Boys this year. I'm really confident. Now you can, I know right, we've now, introduced yeah. a new. Sam, when we walk into the studio this, this today, this afternoon, he goes, Jason, I've got this idea. If anyone here on this panel brings us a hot take or an outlandish prediction or whatever it may be, there is now a rubber chicken in the studio, (laughs) and I'm currently holding it in my hand right now because he says if there's going to be an outlandish claim made on this desk, it is that will be our cue to go. Yeah, so that's the rubber chicken. All right, so and you um, you're about to well, I don't know. Let's find out. It's your guys' predictions. I reckon the barometer for this prediction will be for Adam Mill. I'm going to pass the chicken over to Adam. Good catch. (laughs) Wonderful, Mark. Stand, Jerry. Stand. My prediction. Play on. What is going on here? Uh, (laughs) My prediction. People can't see that this is a radio show, remember, Jason? Um, <laughs> There's a camera in here. We'll go online. Yeah. Instagram.com forward slash mo- uh, sports desk sin. Carlton will make top four this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's the super outlandish uh, chicken. All right, so we'll, we'll, we've got that on record now. That's my prediction this year for the Blue Boys. But, but is it a spoiler? Ooh. A spoiler. Um, I so think, I think no, it's no, fake. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's fake news, to be honest. Oh. Interesting to see what they do tonight. Jerry, did you have a point? So Geelong game? won't make finals. We'll put the chicken away. I think he was just triggering the chicken then. Um, also tonight, 7.40pm, it's the West Coast Eagles and the Adelaide Crows. Um, interesting. How do you see that game, Jerry? I think Adelaide should win that. West Coast have been looking good in mm. preseason, but after last year's performance, I think it will still take a little bit of time for them mm. to rebuild, similar to North Melbourne. I think they're banking on the uh, on the Rankin trade a lot, the uh, Crows, because I think he's on big money. I think he's on at least eight hundred grand a year. Rankin, eight fifty, I think. Yeah, eight yeah. fifty. So that's a fair financial investment for a guy who has proved himself as the Gold Coast, but you wouldn't say he's like the best. And he's approaching money, which is for like that five percent of players. So I think, yeah, I think throughout the year, I think the eyes, the success of the Crows is going to rely a lot on Rankin, especially because the Crows have had quite a few lean years coming up. So I think it's going to be um, quite interesting to see how he goes. But I am hoping from the Eagles they do have a better year this year because it's been kind of done over beautifully in the last couple of years, just through injuries and, like, COVID killed them. So it'll be a very interesting um, kind of face-up. Yeah, I hope for I hope for West Coast because yeah, a horror year for them. I think they will bounce back a little. Uh, interesting though, Adelaide have made some good trades in the off season, so they look pretty interesting um, this year. But you can never really tell with the teams from South Australia; they're always both a mystery bag. I think they kind of swing from one extreme to the mm. other, and I feel like especially their port port issue. I feel like are so talked up that they feel like they almost like people say they deserve to be top four. But I feel like time and time again they prove that they just can't do it. They just bomb out in the prelims. Oh, like in exactly. 2021. Exactly. Or even before that, or just kind of they flat out miss finals. Like that's kind of that's another one of the top tiers. Like I feel like Port is a good team, but I feel like sometimes they're kind of they're kind of quartet of like youngsters that put so much into like your butters and your Dersmans. It's probably another one I've kind of forgotten, but I've never been entirely convinced by them. Honestly, we'll, we'll get to them. They don't play this week, but they <laughs> they play next week. Mm. Uh, tomorrow, twelve uh, ten, the GWS Giants will. Th- Face the Gold Coast Suns at Blacktown International Sports Park. Um, interesting GWS. few changes for them. Um, 
I'm, Toby Green, I've just got a feeling he's going to have a crazy year, like Captain. outstanding mm. year. Um, and then the Suns, another interesting one, really good season from them last year. Mm. Uh, will they be cracking for a top eight position or is that too outlandish? I think they're all kind of like our second team. Like, because Gold Coast have been not great since their first ever game. And I feel like it'd be, good, it'd be a good news story if they kind of did make finals this year. I mean, Matty Rowell is the people's champion. We can't, we can't deny that. Need to see more from him this year. Because he was so he hyped up in his first, and then ACL. he got injured, injury, and injured. then, yeah. So unfortunately, oh, you can't help injuries, but yeah. hopefully he has a big year for them. Uh, what would you think about Miller that game? Miller is also another name that they're oh, thinking is going to be a breakout star. Uh, Brownlee, I, love, so. I love Tookie. I mean, not just because we say the same surname and all that, but Took, I... I really do hope he gets his Brownlow this year. If it's not a Geelong play, I reckon talk for, talk for the Brownlow and Gold Coast make finals. I'm not going to do that. I think that's plausible. I'm not oh, going to click the nice. chicken. I like the respect. I hold wow. the chicken in my hand. I'm, I don't think that's an outlandish claim exactly. at all. I don't think it's Both a very... the Brownlow and top eight. I think that's yeah. why I think. But he squeezed it for top four. Uh, Carlton <laughs> to make the top four. I, do, I want to just yeah. uh, clarify that. I reckon Carlton will make the eight, just not top four. Oh, Okay. The, the chicken the chicken isn't a very kind of democratic system. It's a bit kind of dictatorship. Whoever has the chicken <laughs> has the control and it's up to them to decide. Okay, one ten on Saturday. It's the Western Bulldogs and North Melbourne from Icon Park. Good to see a few more hit outs for uh, the Roos. Uh, looking forward to seeing more of um, Mr. Shengel. Is that his name? Mm. Or Shez- yeah. uh, Shenzel. Shezel. 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 Uh, I'm just going to have to remember the cheesel. And then the cheesel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you think about that game, Jerry? Well, we got our co-captain, Jai Simkin, back. I think Goldie might play as well. We are resting a few of them against Richmond last week. So I think with our full squad um, playing, even Cunners, we might roll over the Doggies. I think a comfortable mm. five-goal win, I reckon. Really? Oh, hey. But Doggies, okay. you're not. I'm going to, like, yeah, drop a bombshell a bit. <laughs> uh, I, I reckon the Dogs won't, won't make the eight. So if you want to squeeze the chicken, oh, no, I was about to say that too. I get that. No, I think I'm I'm in agreement. So I think that just puts so much pressure on Bont to kind of stand up to be the man, to be the hero, and Bailey and Norton as well. Oh, exactly. I mean, yeah, Bailey Smith. And they they've Coughlin. lost Dunkley. They've lost. Uh, is it McRae that they've lost, or is it Hunter? I think yeah, Hunter. Uh, Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. Yeah, Hunter's Gordon. left. Yeah, I think McRae's still Another there. Another game changer in the midfield there. And yeah, you're putting pressure Difficult. on like you're putting pressure on like the likes of Tim English and all that to stand up. Well, they probably aren't. Same too. Yeah, that's right. Jamara, is he going to step up this year? Or? I don't. Um, I think Jamara's definitely showing glimpses, but I don't think he's. Is he worthy of the number one pick? In retrospect, I, honestly, I'm. I think the science in this studio yeah. is bringing about a bit of confusion. I'm confused as to why Beveridge is under pressure, considering premiership mm. coach, grand final maker, oh, exactly. finals. That's a bit strange to me. And they're going, oh, this is going to be make or break, and he doesn't do well, he's going to get sacked. I don't. Think, I think that's a lot of overhype nonsense there. But mm. uh, I think those are our points. And it's going to be fun for us because coming up into round one, we're going to have a... Wait, before we still got one more game. One more? Oh. Yeah. Uh, Melbourne and Great. Richmond, 4.10pm uh, from, uh, be fun. I think, Casey Fields. Oh, so if you want to nice. get down to that. Uh, Melbourne... Looking pretty decent so far. Richmond, another mixed bag. I don't know what to expect from them this year either. Um, but eh, my pool we'll, we'll see. We'll see with round one. But what were you mm. finishing off with there? 
this is a fun discussion we're having, and once we are on the eve of round one, we're going to have a fun little round table discussion, aren't we? It's going to be a great time, and that yeah. chicken's going to be well, that yeah, chicken's we'll, going to be we'll squeezed a lot more when that comes around. Be putting our predictions <laughs> in next week for that. So look forward to that. Uh, enjoy the the uh, preseason games uh, so far. Live update from uh, SEA Park. Uh, St Kilda 28-44-16 over Essendon at the moment. Uh, when we come back, we'll be talking about the Premier League, A-League, a bit of FA Cup matches happened over the week as well. So that's all coming up on the Sports Desk in your Friday afternoon. British India suddenly from... Uh, from one of the AFL soundtracks from a few games since we're talking about the new AFL 23 game they're excited about. Um, we'll just <laughs> say in the studio, wonder what the soundtrack will be like. Uh, well, let's get into uh, a bit of the round ball game now. The FA Cup uh, is underway. A few of the fifth round games this week happened. Sheffield United defeated Tottenham. Uh, one nil. As Man United Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> they can't win anything. Uh, it's Man, a Spurs <laughs> Man United defeated West Ham three one. Burnley de- Burnley defeated Fleetwood Town one nil. Grimsby Town defeated Southampton two one. Yeah, interesting for Southampton uh, in the championship. They're looking like I need to check the championship table, but they was uh, looking like they're, they're rock bottom. Okay, well, mm. I guess they're going back down again. <laughs> it's <laughs> a long way to the top if you're from <laughs> Southampton. Uh, Man City three nil over Bristol City. Uh, Fulham two nil over Leeds United. Leicester City. Uh, went down 2-1 to Blackburn Rovers. Jerry's not Interesting. happy. Interesting. Jerry's not Jerry, happy. Jerry, talk us through it. Oh, they, like, I think they had most of the... Oh, we had most of the possession. Why did they drop Harry Suter? Is that what I heard? I did we, I hear that correct? We wanted to rest him, so... Oh. Yeah, what are they the right doing? Game. They bring in a, a superstar. <laughs> I mean, we subbed on Kilichi Inacho late, and he oh. brought one back. I think Vardy by Ardo, he's, um, yeah, he's nearly done. I don't mm. know if... I might see him later this year, but who knows? I think we peaked after that FA Cup win a few years ago. Um, mm. Ever since then, we've been knocked out fifth round, what, two years in a row now? Mm. So so Vardy is not having a party then, anymore? Nah. <laughs> and, well, it's the same thing is, like, apart from him, you don't, and Anacho was good, but this guy's from, like, five or six seasons ago. He came from Man City um, mm. and the like, and... We haven't seen much of Leicester. That's I'm guessing that's why they've dropped slowly down the table and hope for them they stay up. But uh, uh, I guess they were just riding off the, the big win that year and we've not mm. seen much change from them mm. since then. Uh, one thing, I think it is really good for the Cup this year that it has shown that some second division teams are definitely performing really well. Well, it's fantastic that I think half the teams, um, even, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Half the teams that are in the quarterfinals are actually second division or below teams. And in the case of Grimsby Town, like fourth division side, League Two, for them to, basically almost part timers, mm. for them to be taking it up to Southampton and beating them, like well paid, huge, hugely well paid professionals, is fantastic for the sport. Fantastic for the romance of the cup and just an awesome all round. Oh, sorry. I confused. Oh, my God. I just realised. I confused Southampton with um, that other team that they made the documentary about that, that's near oh, Newcastle. Sunderland. 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 I read it as Sunderland in my head, <laughs> so I haven't realised the shock. Oh, that's terrible for Southampton. <laughs> wow. I don't know how I didn't see that. So the quarterfinals, yes. Uh, a couple of weeks' time, Man City and Burnley, Sheffield United and Blackburn Rovers, Man United and Fulham, and, yes, Grimsby Town and Brighton. Wow. Oof. Uh, the cup of what do they say? The cup of dreams. Exactly. The, 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 fairy, the fairy tale continues for them. 
Okay, so then now let's get to the Premier League. And kicks off a few uh, extra games were played in the last two nights. Uh, just, I think, catching up games that had been postponed. Arsenal defeated Everton 4 0. Uh, not looking good for Everton at all. Their, their chances are running out and it, we may see them relegated. Uh, Liverpool, good news for them. Finally getting a, some wins under their belts. 2-0 over Wolves. Not good for Wolves either. Uh, mm-hmm. But we look at the rest of match day uh, 26. Mm. Um, Man City, Newcastle, big game, 11.30 tomorrow night, massive game. <laughs> the oil derby? The <laughs> <laughs> it had to be said, it had to be said, but I'll be leaving now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, massive ramifications in that game, uh, especially Newcastle want to get into top four. They're sitting at fifth position, of course, Man City chasing Arsenal. Uh, also, Chelsea and Leeds... Uh, Sunday, 2am, Arsenal, Bournemouth, 2am, Aston Villa, Crystal Palace, 2am, Wolves, Tottenham, 2am, Brighton, West Ham, 2am, Southampton, Leicester, 4.30am, Nottingham Forest and Everton, Monday, 1am, Liverpool and Man United, Monday, 3.30am, massive game, Uh, and Brentford and Fulham ends that round on Tuesday at 7am. As we look at the table, Arsenal, 60 points, uh, five points ahead of Man City. They've played equal games now, so they don't have that game in hand anymore. Um, interesting. Five-point lead. Man United in third, 49. Tottenham fourth, 45. Newcastle, 41. Liverpool have actually climbed a bit far back up. Six point, uh, sorry, they're sixth now. Mm. Uh, 39th. Uh, 39 points. Look, I don't think they're going to make uh, Europa or anything spot. It'll be a big surprise since they're <laughs> interesting. And then the bottom three, Everton on 21, Bournemouth 21, and Southampton on 18 points. So not Ooh. looking good for any of them. Uh, but some interesting games. Look, I hope City can get it done uh, mm. against this rise of the, this Newcastle team that we're going to see over the next couple of years. Mm. Um, and then any other thoughts before we head back home to the A-League in yeah. the Premier League? I think with um, especially Newcastle, I think he just comes down to Guimaraes. He performs, he performs, and obviously poping goals. I think it don't, might be a bit of a tricky afternoon for you boys. I mean, if Liverpool beat um, Newcastle, no, sorry, Liverpool beat United and Newcastle lose to City, they could hmm. be in the top five. Yeah. And Interesting. Yeah. Well, we can't wait for that. Uh, back home, of course, the A-League continues on uh, tonight. Uh, Adelaide United host Melbourne City, 7.45 kickoff. Uh, Wellington Phoenix versus Newcastle Jets tomorrow at 1pm. Western Sydney Wanderers and Central Coast Mariners tomorrow from 5pm, as well as Western United and Perth Glory at 5pm as well. The Big Blue, Sydney FC versus Melbourne Victory tomorrow, 7.45. And rounding out the uh, games, MacArthur versus Brisbane Raw on Sunday at 3 o'clock. Interesting. Mm. Um, Adelaide United trying to climb... Uh, are they in the top six? Let me quickly get this this table up. They're in what? Fourth position right fourth now. Fourth position. So, yeah, the, it's going to be a potential finals preview. Adelaide, um, apart from the game that they lost to City early on, I still think they're a bit of, of a bogey team for Melbourne City. Um, so, interesting. And uh, mm. City getting some form back, defeating um, Sydney FC last weekend. Uh, sitting in second Central Coast, having a wonderful year like they did last year. Um, 
So interesting. I think Melbourne City's though locked in for the Premier's plate. I don't oh, see Cunny anything. Um, Game in hand as well. Yeah, I think that's pretty safe. But the finals are mm. the the next question, and Sydney are just in sixth position. So will they make finals? Going to be another interesting thing. Any other notes on the A League? I do have some good news. Some really good news for the league. I'm um, actually got word through recently that um, Hindmarsh Stadium is actually sold out tonight. So um, really? yeah, the um, yeah Adelaide United has managed to sell out their their home ground. I think for the first time this season, which is honestly fantastic. It kind of shows that the Adelaideans are kind of rocking up to support their team. And the more fans we can get to the league, especially after the drums of the past couple months, is just fantastic. So, I mean, clutch match to the club because they want to get want to secure that double chance or in a three, four-way fight for the double chance. So the fact that fans are showing up and really keen, that's fantastic. Okay, now just quickly, we can't forget Jason's ice hockey. <laughs> it's the main event, everybody. Your time to shine. It certainly is. Main event time, baby. This is set for... I'm not going to go down that way. Your main event at the Sports Desk this Friday is to breaking down yesterday's highlights in the NHL. One of the big wins was uh, the New York Rangers defeating the Philadelphia Flyers in overtime 3-2 with Vladimir Tarasenko, the new signing at the uh, New York Rangers, scoring the winning goal. He's been lighting the place up since making the trade. New Jersey Devils defeating defending Stanley Cup champions Colorado Avalanche 7-5. New Jersey continuing to be a threat and not to be slept on in the lead-up to the playoffs. And it's going to be, we wanted to break it down last week when I did a solo show by myself. We're going to have a team of the week as decided by me. And my team of the week this week goes to the Vegas Golden Knights in a battle between best of the West and the second best of the East. Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Carolina Hurricanes 3-2. Forward Jake Esch, uh, Jack Eschel scoring two goals. Some big results from today, uh, from uh, from the games uh, taking place today. Seattle Kraken defeating the Red Wings 5-4. Pittsburgh Penguins defeating the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning 5-4. Uh, Rangers going down to one of the lower-ranked uh, Ottawa Senators, 5-3, and that's going to be interesting considering what I'm about to talk about in a second. Boston Bruins, uh, the team to beat, 7-1 over the Sabres, just continuing to dominate and have, prove why they have the best record in the league right now. And the Maple Leafs, 2-1 over the Calgary Flames. Some big games tomorrow that are coming up uh, that I would recommend you check out and uh, pay close attention to. Edmonton Oilers taking on the Winnipeg Jets. In Winnipeg, the battle for uh, Manitoba. No, sorry, they're from Alberta. My apologies. <laughs> My Canadian geography is a bit off. But Oilers v Jets of Winnipeg is one to check out. And the Golden Knights taking on the not-to-be-slept-on New Jersey Devils at New Jersey. That is tomorrow. Uh, and the big one on Sunday, it's kind of like a Carlton and Collingwood match if uh, in hockey terms. Uh, Boston Bruins v New York Rangers. Jimmy, who is here in spirit, is a Bruins man. I think I will adopt myself as an honorary Rangers fan to take down the best team in the league right now. Rangers and Bruins this Sunday cannot wait. Mm. And that, gentlemen, was the sports desk. Yeah, interesting. I I don't think there's going to be many sports radio shows covering ice hockey (laughs) in detail, so that's an exclusive for you. Uh, (laughs) You say that with such pittance, Sam. When they get you down. I I think it's good. Excellent. And I'll be covering the Australian Ice Hockey League once the season kicks off in the winter. It can be alongside the AFL. It'll be great. That's been the sports desk, everybody. That's been us. Sam, Jason, Jerry and Adam will be back on Monday at 5pm, of course, stay up to date on the socials. I've been Sam. This has been the Sports Desk in your Friday afternoon on Sin. <laughs>